Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. This episode of the Health, of Health Conversations was recorded in Costa Rica, and my guest on this episode is Alex Herrera. Alex is part of a group called Tribewire, who we worked with for a second year in a row to create a rewilding retreat in Costa Rica. The topic for our conversation on this episode was connection. And connection can mean a lot of things, but we talk about connection to yourself, to others, to habitat. Um, we also talk about you know, some of the amazing experiences that our tribe had together during the week in the jungle, which, um, you know, this episode was recorded right at the end of the retreat. So we had taken all that in at this point. Uh, it's always a pleasure speaking with Alex, and I hope you enjoy the episode and find the content helpful and meaningful in your own life. This episode of the show was brought to you by the Foot Nerd Program. What is the Foot Nerd Program, you ask? Well, in 2019, our team at TFC began to create a database of knowledge. We typed up chapters on everything we had learned in our experience until then, we compile the list of podcasts, blogs, articles, videos, and awesome books that influence us the most. Um, and this created the start of a curriculum that we offered to anyone willing to join the tribe um, and create a group of open-minded, curious, growth-minded health professionals looking to do better in the world of health and lead the charge um, in re-empowering people to take back responsibility for their health. Uh, a year after it started in 2019, and as of today, we're over 100 tribe members, um, the program has grown a lot. We've improved the curriculum and it continues to evolve now that it has contributions from everyone within the community. Um, anyway, if you want more information about the program or you want to apply, head to thefootcollective.com, click on the Foot Nerd Program tab, and you can check out the info there. Applications for the program are accepted all year long through TFC app, um, and we accept classes quarterly in January, April, July, and October. We're still keeping class sizes small because we're still trying to um, kind of work out the kinks in our new app platform, but uh, things are up and running, working smooth, and uh, you can head there if you want more info. This episode of, Tia, of, the, of the show is also brought to you by TFC Balance Beams. A few years back, we discovered that the mental and physical benefits of balancing on a railing were really powerful, so we decided to manufacture some pretty cool hardware that lets you basically have a railing to balance on wherever you are. Each beam that we make comes with basic software and gives you movements and challenges to get started with. And later this year, we're going to be launching advanced software, which will have even more variety and a really strong path for you to follow from just starting out uh, to getting very advanced and challenging both your mind and your body. For more information on that, you can check out tfc-shop.com, click on the beam tab, and you can check out the hardware options that we currently offer. That's it for sponsors for this episode. So let's dig in. I hope you enjoy. It's the TFC Audio Project. Hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of Health Conversations. Um, Nick here and my guest here today is Alex Herrera. So we are in Costa Rica uh, right now. It's a beautiful morning. It's about 7 a.m. Um, for a second year in a row. And, you know, we did. It seems weird that this happened a year ago. Right. Time because goes so fast. Time blasts by. And it's and it's funny. I tried to reflect on our conversation last year and I actually listened to it on the way here on the plane. Um, and I realized that that was actually the first time that we talked about the really the pillars of health and like unpacked them. And it's funny because that's actually become our overall template at TFC for the new events that we teach. And our whole mindset has shifted beyond feet and hips into the pillars of health. So I found it ironic that that was actually the primary. I think that was the seed that that <laughs> kind of shift erupted yeah. out of. Um, so Alex was on a podcast last year. Um, 
we recorded one while we were here. But for those of you who don't know Alex, Alex, maybe start by, well, first of all, thanks for taking time out of your morning to do this. Thank you for coming back. It's always a pleasure coming here, spending time. Yes. Sharing space, doing amazingly cool experiences, which we'll talk about a few of those. Um, but it really is, you know, I know you're a busy guy and every I try and sap every second of conversations I have with you because you're just you don't meet people often that are on this path of trying to discover and explore the world and themselves at as fast a space as possible without rushing it. Yes. And so you can meet people and their identity is almost shifted in the course of a year. And I think that's so, it's so cool to see people's growth path. Yes. Um, so maybe explain to people, you know, who you are, what you're about, what you love, um, if, if they don't have any background on you. Okay, perfect. Hi, everybody. Um, again, as Nick said, Alex, I'm part of the team here in Costa Rica, Tribewire. Yep. We, we host leaders, uh, we host communities that are like-minded, people wanting to, to connect to nature, connect to themselves, have a better understanding of just perhaps how the world can function away from, from, uh, from an urban environment. Um, my background is physicality. You know, from the age of five, I started playing tennis and martial arts. It's been my, it's been my world, it's been my education, it's been, it's been my path to understanding myself. And, and, and those around me a lot better. Mm. Um, the past 10 years have been more focused, particularly on the world of movement, you know, coming from a background of uh, getting to work with Ido Paul Tal at a very, uh, a very very early stage, you know, it's a name I try not to throw around too much mm. just because of, uh, just because of what it carries and uh, in a sense of uh, people can pigeonhole you immediately. Um, right. But moving away from that and, and understanding that it's a much broader conversation, it's a conversation that can be led in a much deeper manner that allows us to, to connect with ourselves better, you know, understanding the importance of the emotional body, uh, the physical body, the scientific mind. And mm-hmm. it's, it's continued to lead me down a path that, you know, at my age, I'm turning 45 this year. You look younger than you did last year. <laughs> so you're doing a good we job. We had this conversation, right? <laughs> the, trying to find those elixirs that are going to uh, truly allow us to be more sustainable, you know, in, right. in our lives. And that's essentially what we're doing here as Tribewire is we're trying to provide a canvas and a platform for people to explore them, explore that individually and collectively and cool. have an understanding of perhaps pieces that they can take back and integrate into their lives you yes. know and that's pretty much what we're doing here because you know? that's yeah well very well said and i think uh you don't often hear people talk about the emotional mind and the scientific mind in the same conversation it's no. almost like you're on one camp or you're on the other um but i think both deserve the attention and the respect in in being in the conversation because it's not a that or that conversation it's how do you make sense of everything together um and and it's also about knowing that both elements are actually extremely important if you have one without the other it's kind of like you have yin without the yang and you miss out on part of the picture uh so the word that you said there and i think probably the theme of what we should chat about today is connection yes and how connection can mean a lot of different things i think uh it can mean connection to yourself so we'll start with that. Yeah. It can mean connection with your physical body, your mind, the environment, to others. And I really think that if it was one word that encapsulates the time that we spend here every week, or every year, rather, um, the one week that people get immersed in, in this area, and everything that we do, whether it's the teaching sessions, or going out for a surf, or the 5 a.m. club doing some breath work, and uh, joint movement, and meditation every morning, 
I think the best word to embody that is connection. Connection. And, you know, this is the more we've looked into feet and we still in our seminars, we still talk about feet, but it's a, for a significantly smaller section because we realize that it's actually really simple. Like don't wear shoes and mess up your feet. You're going to be, you'll be good. <laughs> um, but trying to think about the concept of going barefoot or caring about your feet a little bit deeper. I think one of the themes that, you know, some of the other footners and I uh, touch on is it is reconnecting to yourself. Yes. When you take your feet out of these clunky shoes, you automatically get way more stimulation. You get more awareness. You're forced to pay attention with where you put your foot. And I think that physical reconnection with the body just by taking your shoes off as one potential element of that is very powerful. But when someone says reconnecting with the body, what, what comes to mind or what makes you, what thought pattern does that bring you down? It's really interesting. I, I think a lot of what you just said is a great starting point. You know, um, I think we're at a, a stage in our lives and as a collective on a global scale that we're sensing there is much more depth to, to, to our meaning and our purpose here, you yep. know, and the perfect place to start is with, with self, you know, understanding how connecting with self how I can become a better person, how I can become a better family member, how I can become a better lover, mm-hmm. how I can become better to my community, support my family. Um, it's, a, it's, it, it's an interesting conversation that's as, as tribe-wide, it's become, it's become a priority to us. It's like just how and where do we start to connect and what is it that we're looking to connect with? You know, what is it that we're looking to... to uh, to strengthen our understanding of what our purpose is, you know, when we took in our surroundings, you know, the elements, you know, mm-hmm. the elements that make us up, you know, the ocean, the water, the air, the fire, the earth. So why not start there? Like you said, why not take your shoes off and wa- walk within those elements and see yeah. how you feel, see if it does broaden your perspective of, 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 uh, of how you, how you feel, uh, what it brings up in those moments. Um, so connection, connection is a deep word for us and us as, as what we're trying to create down here is give people that the space and the understanding of how to connect to the land, you know, Mm -hmm. take time with it, be with it, sit with it, listen to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the food that we, that we eat, you know, um, where it's coming from, um, who's 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 creating the meals that we're having right their stories behind it like who are the chefs yeah, they have deeper, you know deeper they have fam- yeah they have fa- they have families they have their stories as well taking time to speak to them and share with them even though there's a language barrier right. just knowing that yeah we're, we're all in this together and we're all playing a part in in um in providing nutrients for each other mm-hmm. you know from a physical standpoint, the, the, what are the conversations that we're having with ourselves? You know, what, what, are we, what are the narratives we're telling ourselves on a day-to-day basis, you know? Right. Um, there's such subtleties involved in that, you know? The conversations that we have with each other, you know, nonverbal ones, how are they being, uh, yeah, how the are they being ones. expressed? The, 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 the real ones, the true ones, you know, that too yeah. often words become a facade that we hide behind and yet our bodies are wanting to share so much more. Right. Yet we don't really have the dialogue with ourselves to be able to express that, you know? Yes. So from my perspective, the movement side is a big element of it, of understanding the emotional body, the intelligent body, the scientific body, the mind also, and recreating and understanding the dialogue and then having the ability to physically express that. Yep. No, so the connection element is deep and it's broad. I'm sure we could ride on this for a long <laughs> yeah. time, but rounding it off is just that, just really understanding how to connect with the elements again, which essentially are us. Yes. Start with self, self then moves on to family, to 
community yep. to the greater world and then we become better people and i think we can all meet each other on a, on a deeper level i agree oh yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah that was very well said right because i think it, i always tell people like if you want people to reconnect with their food, if you want people to reconnect and care about how we're treating, you know, the world, how we treat our environment and how a lot of what we're doing right now is wasteful. And it's also just, we don't have an awareness of how much damage we can do based on even small things. Like what, what are you buying at the grocery store? That is literally how you vote as to what kind of food world should be around you. Um, you know, what, where are you getting your movement in? Do you even have an awareness that movement happens beyond the gym and is actually really powerful when it's done with others? Um, so I think it's, you can't ask someone to be mindful about the environment, to be mindful about their food before they just reconnect with what it is to be healthy themselves. Because I think sharing, uh, ad sharing your story with others in terms of your health story and maybe giving people, sharing information that could help other people, um, caring about where your food comes from, caring about you know, the energy you use, you have to be aligned and connected with yourself uh, and be on the health path in order to be able to have space to care about the environment. Yeah. If people are suffering all day and they're in survival mode, do you really like their body doesn't give a shit about growing hair or, or pumping, you know, sex hormones through their body, let alone expecting them to give a shit about the environment. It's, exactly. It has to start with self. And yeah. I think um, yeah. it's a cool theme where we reconnect with self, then it gives permission or gives um, the prerequisites to reconnect with others, yeah. to reconnect with the environment. And it's like this very cool cascade, I think with a lot of people that get set in motion of, of connection. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's simple and it's, it does start with self, you know? And I think a big part of it is, is time. You yeah. have to make time, you know, you would know just as well. You have to prioritize Pe time. Prioritizing, you know, people, there's a difference between finding time and making time. And too often people are, are finding ways not to make time for themselves, you know, right. and I think that's the difference. You have to make time. And fortunately, it's something that you've done with your communities. You've, you've made time. You've made time to be here for one week and just mm -hmm. within a week understanding just the difference that it makes and just having, making time to connect with each other in conversation. Like I think it's so beautiful what happens every breakfast, every lunch and every right, dinner. I agree. You know, just sitting and listening that we all have stories and those stories are familiar stories. You know, they may be told from different perspectives, but we're, we're all in this together. We're all in the struggle together. We're all trying to find our purpose, our identity of how to be better service. It's uh, it's a narrative that doesn't go away and will continue to perpetuate. I think that's the life experience and that's what we're in for. Mm -hmm. And being able to share and listen to those stories of others, it, it, it strengthens our bonds and understanding that, again, we're not alone, we're not individual. It's it's an integrated uh, uh, system that we're all a part of, you know? And then bringing yes. that into a container like nature emphasizes that even more you know we're a part of it it's a part of us it's within us you know and, mm -hmm. and i think they're good foundations to then be able to step back into the world and be able to be more supportive to those around us who perhaps don't have that understanding as of yet you know yes i agree and i don't know if you've seen the um, documentary called one strange rock on netflix but it basically talks about um they do interviews with astronauts that have gone up to space and seen planet earth from that perspective and they basically come back and say it completely shifted my perspective you know it's no longer oh this country or this city in this city or you know this tribe and this tribe it's like we're all on this rock together yes. we're all a giant family we drew these weird lines in the ground and said that this is my space this is your space but really you know i think that perspective shift that those astronauts get and come back with is 
to uh, to varying extents very similar to the perspective shift that people get by coming out here for a week where you're immersed in nature right like you can come to the shala at 5 a.m lie down and hear so many different sounds um it's incredible and the sounds are a different frequency they're the sounds that our brains are designed to tune in to 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 listening to right not the beeping and the honking and the and the buzzing and the notification dings that we get in in modern culture but like the birds the plants the water the insects um those are that's the real soundtrack that we're supposed to be taking in those frequencies of those sounds and so i think because you're right it's cool to get a week-long experience but you don't want this to be an isolated snapshot where people then go back and live the same way they were living. The goal is some sort of uh, awareness increase, some sort of connection that you can bring with you and then apply into your life, whether that means connecting more with your spouse or your family or your community or um, you know, thinking differently about a movement practice, right? Like I think your sessions are amazing because it opens up my eyes to, oh, I, I know that most people think movement is this. It's like a tiny little speck. I recognize movement to be this, this big broad circle. Yes. And then I come here and you do a movement session. I'm like, oh shit, that circle that I thought was the big circle is actually still another smaller circle right. in this massive circle of movement, which yes. involves an emotional side, a dance side, creativity, fluidity, um, you know, not trying to expand the box that you think movement is constantly. And um, I really think that's a very powerful thing for a lot of people. And everyone's going to be at a different stage, so they'll take something different from those sessions. But I think everyone gets an expansion of their awareness. And I think that's um, a big part of, of this week. Yeah, it's interesting. There is, there is a common language there, you know, and it exists within all of us and understanding what that language is. And then being, being able to express that in a simple manner that people can take something away. Like, we all have an imagination. Yep. We all have memories, we all have emotions, we all have feelings. How can we tap into them and how can we be given tools to express them? You know, yeah. Too often in a physical practice, I think I, I brought that up, we might be feeling a certain way and we'll take on a physical practice that might be just a band-aid. It might make us feel good for the hour, but right. we're truly not allowed to embody uh, what we're feeling. You know, And creating a space that allows just for that, like... You know, some of the influences that have, teachers that have allowed me to do that have come from a from a creative uh, movement aspect, contemporary dance that mm-hmm. have allowed me to understand just the importance. I'm like, I am feeling a certain way, and I'm going to play into that emotion. And however it looks, mm-hmm. I really don't care. It's more about right. how it feels, you yeah. know. And then you know, moments of like, I I want to tap into my creativity and creating a story around that, and then allowing myself to physically embody that. You know, too often cool. it, it uh, and understanding that they're very simple tools that exist within all of us and yep. too often we just don't have the space to express those things you know you go yes. into a unless you're going into a, a dance studio perhaps or you know an artistic uh, uh, platform might allow for that but the general public aren't stepping into those into yes. those rooms so, Very so to have a space where it's okay to to really tap into those emotions I think it, it, it's a nice place to be able to understand ourselves better you know oh. and move through what we're feeling as opposed to suppressing them 100% and I think uh, one really cool thing that I enjoyed was the, like we have a bigger group. The shallow is pretty big, but yeah. it's not massive. And so there was a couple of points where you split the group up into two. And you said, okay, this group is going to observe. This group is going to go and move. You had music playing. People were 
basically, you know, if people looked from an external view, you'd think they were dancing. Yes. But they were just moving and creatively expressing their movement. Sometimes yes. they were just walking around, looking around. Sometimes they were rolling on the floor, moving in certain ways, practicing some of the movements that we had, um, that we had kind of gone through and, and yeah. looked at. But I think no one, I think initially I saw it, the transition from the start of that session to the end where at the start people were more apprehensive and almost like feared being judged by the, they knew people were observing them. Exactly. They knew they were being asked to creatively express themselves. And, you know, we had already created context around this is a, a safe space for everyone to, do, to express themselves, right? You know, you see these big muscular strong dudes rolling around and like in this very almost like sensual way on yes. the ground that they would never ever, what are they gonna do? They're gonna do that in their BJJ exactly. session in their warm up. They're not. They're not. Um, and so I think it was such a cool dynamic to see towards the end, people were just like totally free. Yeah. They were totally liberated to just yeah. vibe with the song or whatever, like you said, whatever emotion they have, just play into that and express it. And I think it was really, really cathartic for a lot of people and really cool. Really cool. And, and, and just to touch on that, also the, from the perspective of the observer, giving yep. people to observe others and just making the space just to even catch yourself out. Am I judging right now, you right. know, or am I here being a supportive role? And I mm -hmm. think that's been the power of the week that we all established very early that we were here to support each other yes. in those moments of vulnerability where most of us probably don't ever express that emotional side, that sensual side in our, in our physical expression. So yep. it was important for me to have everyone who was observing to really observe and not get caught up in conversation and pay attention because I think it was a mirror of, wow, this person is doing something that I'm about to do in five minutes. How would they feel or how will I feel if, if they were judging me? So it, right. was a, it was a really good reflection, like observe people and just how much we can learn from observation. Oh, that's also, how we learn. We're mirroring exactly. creatures. Like we learn as kids by mirroring what our parents do, what others do. And I think you learn a lot of, you get your creative, um, box expanded by just observing it's definitely something like i observe people all the time but never in an environment where they really know know you're observing them yeah um yeah and i think there was definitely power to that because you see the reciprocal side just like you just said it's like well i know I, I know that i'm and you kind of assess the judgment you're like oh that looks like a weird move but you're like i'm just thinking that because i know that that's probably what i look like and i want it to be better and it's just yeah it's very, it was a very interesting dynamic and I really yeah. I loved that part of it. Awesome. Um, yeah. And you're right. I mean, that's connecting with yourself through creatively expressing movement without fear of judgment, but it's also connecting to others without any words being spoken, yes. without them even knowing that you're connecting, but by you observing and looking at someone moving to their full expression is a deep connection that I think um, it's just like one little micro dose of connection amongst all these you know, and then you have the sweat lodge and that's a mega dose <laughs> of connection. Let's talk about that shit yeah, because that was uh, yeah. insane. Well, I was going to, this is where I think I was going to flip it on you <laughs> because a year ago we had a conversation. Unfortunately, it didn't align right. and it was something that I knew you were particularly interested about and yep. that we were very blessed that this year we were able to facilitate yes. for you. So from the conversation uh, that we had last year <laughs> to actually being able to sit in a sweat lodge this year, yep. How was the experience for you? I, it's still, uh, I think I, I have a lot of downloading to do still. Yes. Um, so we did, so we had Alejandro come in um, and he does a traditional, I think it's called Inipi. Inipi, that's uh, by the, Lako the Lakota way, which is right. uh, North American. 
Cool. Uh, yes. And then some people might know it as a sweat lodge yes. or in Mexico, I think it's Temascal. Temascal, correct. Um, yes. But basically for those who don't know what this is, as a brief Coles notes before we get into, into it, um, there's a wooden frame. You put um, basically towels layered on. Blankets. Blankets, blankets. layered on um, to basically close out the space. It's completely dark. Um, it's a fairly small hut and we had like 20 some people in there. Um, and rocks are beforehand in a ceremonial way, rocks are heated in a fire. Um, and then essentially the rocks are brought in in rounds, four rounds, four rounds, seven stones, seven stones, four songs per round. So Alejandro is in there setting the intention for each round. You know, the first one is to welcome the spirits. Yes. Um, I can't even remember the middle two where they were like, um, they were both, <laughs> it was hard work. It was hard work. It was hard work. And I yes. think, um, it, I think experiences like that, you get from it whatever intention you went in with or whatever you want to get out with it. Yes. Right? If yes. all you do is look at it as a physical struggle of just the body being exposed to massive amounts of heat. So he pours water on the rocks to create steam. Um, it's very intense. And if you look at it from just a physical challenge, I think that's where your body essentially says, I can't take this, right? Yes. So people were given the opportunity to get out between yes. each round. Some people yes. left. Um, yes. Some people stayed. But if you look at it as a deeper, like I, the first round for me was the hardest because yes. I think I was just looking at it as a physical challenge. Like I never, I didn't get cracked open. Yeah. I just was like this tough external of like, oh, I just got to muscle through this. I've yes. done heat exposure. I do cold exposure. This is nothing. And it was a struggle. <laughs> and then the other three rounds, I cried like I've never cried in my life. Yes. And physically, it was harder. Um, then it was as hard as the first round, but because of the um, like the emotional catharsis of being like, I don't think I've ever been in a space that I felt safe and willing to cry my eyes out um, for basically 10 minutes straight. And that was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I got to get good at attaching language to the experience, but yes. it was so insanely powerful with everyone else, knowing that everyone else is going through the same thing. Um, with Alejandro there doing that ceremony justice. It's not just a, th a physical challenge. It's like a way deeper thing. Yeah. Because um, yeah, you've done a lot of them, right? Enough of them, you know, and, and it, I think the language is simple. I, I don't think it can be intellectualized, you know. It's, yeah. it's been, Temascalas and Inipias have been around for thousands of years. The, right. the indigenous people have always sat within them. You know, they've sat in circle, they've sat with fire. And you can break it right down to what was at work? What were we working with? I'm like, essentially, we were working with the elements again. You know, we're working True. with earth, we're working with air, we're working with fire, we're working with water. That's all it was. Yeah. And understanding the true power of those things and how just they can be, they can be translated in many ways, but it's all medicine. You know, right. the elements are the, uh, is the medicine, you know. Take into a space where we all walk in and we're we're, we're there together again. You know, yep. we entered as a collective. You know, we all went in exactly. together. We all made an agreement that we would sit together, not knowing. I think most of most of them were sitting for the first time, right? I there think almost everyone was in for the there, first time, apart from Karina and yeah, and um, Sage, and Sage. Hold, holding space in there, and uh, and that's all. That's all. All that was at work. The elements, right. you know, pouring. Pouring, pouring water onto the hot stones that have been burning for two hours, you right. know, and then and then having the capacity to, to to pray. If it was something that you know Alejandro talks about praying, and if you're in those moments of doubt where your mind is getting the better of you, is to pray harder, you right. know, and just thinking, what am I praying for, you know, and having mm -hmm. the sp even the space to do that, and and like you said, feeling feeling comfortable to be vulnerable, you know, mm -hmm. like I know you cried. It's like 
it's not really about psychoanalyzing why you were crying, but exactly. it was just a release. Yeah, it was, just a, you know, surrendering, you know, yeah. and that's, that's very much what it's about, going in there and surrendering control mm-hmm. and surrendering control to the elements and trusting, trusting in them and then allowing what will be. If you, if you feel like you're going to pass out, that that's okay, you right. know. Um, if you feel you need to cry, to cry, cry. And it's, it's such a beautiful release. You know, I know several people came out of the sweat lodge because after the first round, because it was really hot. And I watched them when they were all laid out on, on, on the dirt, on the earth. Mm. And all of them were, it, to me, it looked really, it was, they were being nurtured. They were being held. Like everyone had right. their arms spread out. Everyone was face down like they were being hugged and needed to be hugged by the earth. And right. I don't think there are too many spaces or places no. that can really allow for that there sort aren't. of natural behavior because yeah. that was coming from a deeper place within people. Right. And it's, uh, an environment like that, which we've come to understand as tribal, I'm like, it's a, it's a good place to start for us to really understand the connection of of the elements, you know, and and how they uh, how they fuel us within. Yeah, and I think it was I found it really cool the story behind all of the different elements of the ceremony. Like Alejandro goes through, you know, the rocks are the elders, so the, the elders, grandparents, the, so the people that we look to. They are yeah. there to deliver us wisdom, whatever wisdom you need at that point in time. Exactly. The the water is the medicine. The medicine. Um, you know, this is terminology that. The me from three years ago would have been like, this sounds like crazy. Yes. This sounds like a, a crazy town. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now I, 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 you know, I'm open-minded enough to be like, it doesn't matter if I can't explain shit no. or rationalize it or take no. a scientific. It doesn't matter. No. Um, you, when you feel it and it just like viscerally, you feel it inside. You see people around you going through the same struggle. Yes. You release yes. things you didn't even know were in you and not yes. even trying to overthink them. Like, yes. It's insane. And I think even the word pray for a lot of people, we picture, you know, people in a church at an altar praying with their hands together, saying a, a, a very uh, scripted prayer. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. No. But I think the term ray, pray is so subjective and dynamic. Like pray to me means go into my mind and figure out w- how I can make my life better or um, send some sort of, you know, th- think of sending energy to someone that you know is struggling yeah right which is this very sounds like it's very abstract abstract thing but you know what it is what you make meaning out of it and some people aren't ready to you know like i said three years ago i would have been like i don't know what you're talking about pray i like i believe in real things yes but now i know that that's real yeah um even though i can't explain it but i could i've yeah, fucking felt it. See, even that, even in a subliminal level, you understand that there is a connection to spirit there. It does yeah. exist, and again, not having to completely rationalize it, but trusting that what I'm sharing now, whether it's an intention, whether it is a prayer, where you're sending out some form of energy to someone, that it's going to reach them in some way, shape, or form. And right. I think that's a great, and it's a really powerful place, you know, to uh, to be able to sit and be with that and just acknowledge that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, yeah yeah to me that's my church i can go in there and yeah. it's the one place that i can feel okay to surrender and whatever is going to come up is going to come up and be okay with that's that's what i need in the moment or that's what i can send out to those who may need more than me at the moment you know so right. it's a really powerful experience and even the term spiritual i think yeah. um it's hard sometimes to explain that word or to to use language for something as so ephemeral yeah um, but i think what i've realized is that all you have to do is have people that are open-minded to what the term to, to basically have be the word have the word spiritual be a blank canvas where yes. they're free to paint what it means to them yes. through experience and I yes. think the experience is the place where you learn what spiritual means 
And that's all I'll say on that because oh. it's not, it's hard to talk about. Yeah. And it's interesting. Then when it becomes that, the word doesn't even come into play. Exactly. It doesn't all. actually matter it doesn't. anymore. You just acknowledge <laughs> it. We just were in something that was an experience that if we were to, to try and uh, define it, we were connecting to something deeper, we're connecting to a spirit that's been here for thousands of years, you know, and that's essentially right. what the stones are. They carry, they carry the stories, as you said, of the elders, you know, yeah. the, the history of, of, of us as humans, um, of the animals. So, just to, yeah, it's, it's it's very experiential, you know. Again, words—it's yeah. really hard to 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 define in words, and I think that's again something we're learning this week. That so much of what we do uh, goes beyond the vocabulary that we're being given to express ourselves. Yeah, mm. yeah. Words become limiting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think so. You, the vision for so we're at Rayos del Sol, um, which is kind of like your primary, uh, I guess, space here in yes. Costa Rica. And early in the week, we have conversations about the vision for this um, place, this center, yes. to be one that gets expanded with more uh, facilities where people, more pe- it can host more people, more people in different style, you know, like whether it's a yurt or tents or shalas yes. or, yeah. um, and also creating something like a permaculture. So what's, what's yeah. the long-term vision for Reos as a community and how do you see that kind of playing out? Well, it's interesting that you say the word long term because that's a great place for us to start. You know, it's it's become a place that we've we've chosen to make our, our home and our, our, essentially our home base. At three quarters of the year, we'll spend here, cool. and really understanding just what we're being given in terms of the space. You know, which obviously on a podcast you can't see what we have here, but I know there'll be visual content along the way. It might give people a better understanding of just where we are. Yeah, it's a twenty-seven hectare property. Um, fortunately, having the ability to sit and sweat allow clarity for what we've been given and just what we have the capacity to do here uh we've all we've all come to a a collective kind of understanding that we really have an opportunity to to bring people closer together uh Mm -hmm. for more than just week-long experiences you know people are able to come down and spend you know a couple of months at a time you know in an environment that can nurture them where they can still work online uh they're able to create content they're able to share with others they're able to teach um they're able to become part of different programs on the property you know the priority being to us is is we feel that almost a, a, a responsibility to be able to grow all our own food here. You know, mm-hmm. for now there are, uh, food is being grown on this property. Mm-hmm. We have the capacity to grow as much as we can. There's just an abundance of land, the soil want, is rich really. as much as we want. And firstly for ourselves, but then for also the greater community. You know, there are a mm-hmm. lot of local people living in the surrounding uh, uh, areas that also could be could be provided for food, you know. So that's yep. a big, that's one of the big steps that we really want to move into cool. uh, for next season. And essentially creating community, you know, right. uh, not just the, the the week-long events will be a supplement, but mm-hmm. bringing people together for longer periods of time and, yeah. and sharing space and sharing sharing stories, you know, sharing time with each other. It's something that too often we take for granted, you know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're moving from point A to point B in quite a hurry, you know, and we're aware that we have... We have the space to, uh, I think it's something I've shared, to to spend, to, to have greater moments of in-between moments, you know, from, right. yeah, we still all need to work. We also need to make a living, mm-hmm. but how are we spending those moments in between getting to work, mm. um, getting to yeah, our next appointment? Point. Here you have the capacity to take a moment and get down to the beach, you mm-hmm. know, maybe run an obstacle course, maybe go take a moment to meditate in the shala, yep. uh, maybe go back to the room and take a power nap and uh, understanding that people need more of those moments and being able to give it to people in, uh, on a lo- longer timeline. You know, we the property essentially sits uh, here for twelve months of the year, and maybe we're 
we're occupying it for six months of the year right now. And mm-hmm. there's six months of the year where the rains come back and the energetic of this place completely changes. The waters are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animal life completely uh, transforms. It becomes far more vibrant. And giving people a chance to experience that type of dynamic Very true. is also, you know, the obstacle course that we ran, the rivers were dry because when the driest part of the year, like when there's when the waters come through this property, it, it very much shifts. And giving people another perspective, perspective of this, yeah. uh, is something that's really calling to us. And we're receiving a lot of inquiries about that. People are going, well, how can we get down here and spend more than a week? You know, hmm. how can we come down for a couple of months at a time? Like, that's something that we're really trying to answer the call to. And we would selfishly want people like yourselves to come down and spend more time, more than a week down here. Right. You know, so we can continue to cultivate the relationships yep. that we're currently doing, you know, which I think within a week, we're able to see just the power of it, you know, create a tight container, spend breakfast, lunches, uh, dinners together, sessions together where everyone is co-sharing, uh, mm-hmm information you know it's yeah co-sharing right. is a powerful word because we right. you know even um some of the people some of the footners that are, want to be uh, teachers we almost talked about how we need to not be teachers we need to be sharers yeah because really what it's about is not me teaching you it's me sharing with you what i've gone through on my health process that exactly. maybe you know i think um, the thing with footners is they're just really involved with their health process they like to um, do experiments maybe experiments that other people would shy away from or might seem extreme like you know seeing how what's the limit of how much time you can spend barefoot or you know how can you clean up your sleep uh, patterns so much and understand sleep to the point where you don't think you need eight hours of sleep you just think you need enough sleep and knowing what enough sleep means and how you can engineer your life so that you're getting enough sleep you know and really uh, all it is is those people then share what they've learned and you know they're tapped into this network of a hundred people around the world to be able to share in a very dynamic way so that they can share with other people and it's really about sharing it's not a student teacher mindset it's just you know we might have been more in depth on this in our health process than the average person so we just want to share what we know and i think it's very cool to see people like yourself who are, are very advanced um movement practitioners that have been doing this for a long time and yet will come to anyone's session and participate and fully immerse yourself and give your full attentional density to learning things that you've heard and know in a way bigger depth, but engage with that too. And it's all, it, it's just like, I think the best sharers, the most advanced practitioners are also the best students um, and, and always open-minded to hearing something done a different way or doing something slightly differently. Um, and I just think it's, you know, even doing like a, an incubator week where we get people who have been bringing their communities to come down here and together, you know, having all the community leaders sort of share time together and share perspectives and have thoughtful disagreement. And um, I just think there's a lot of there's I'm excited for what the future of this place holds and how TFC can be involved and bring our community here because it is a it's an amazingly powerful container if you just know how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And and. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I have so much respect for for what you guys have done in that manner. You know, I think we can just you know from the the beginning of the conversation that we touched that it was a year ago that you were here. You know, and from my perspective of just sitting in on you guys and how you're bringing your information across. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not new information. You know, it's. Right. Uh, it's information that we all understand and we've all experienced, but you're you're sharing it from that perspective, from your experience, you mm-hmm. know, in a very simple and defined language that people are really connecting to, you know. So it's been really yep. powerful just to observe all your all your offerings through the week, you cool. know, and, and just how people are receiving it. And it very comes back down to that, which I know you touched on of the, the teacher student role, you know, I think even that 
that uh, that paradigm is very much shifting. I, th- I know there will be time and places where we take on those roles, yep. but just the ability to uh, to learn in a more accelerated manner when we we know we we all have the capacity to share, mm-hmm. you know, that we all have a story to share, we uh, we all have an experience to share that might relate to someone else. You right. know, it, it's as simple as that and as powerful as that. You know, it doesn't have to be over intellectualized. You know, yep. to prove that we might know something more about uh, a subject. Just acknowledging, yes, you have more experience in the in this field than me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect that and I'm willing to listen and observe and take it and, and do as I please with it. You know, right. chew on it for a little while, digest it, maybe hold on to some of it, maybe come back and re revisit it, you know, a, a year from now and it might make more sense to me, you know. Yes. But not laying down and saying that this is the law and this is the way, you know, just <laughs> yeah. in essentially empowering people like find your way, you know, and this is yep. just information that we're going to try and guide you to to allow you to find yourself and be a better person, which has been yep. really powerful to watch. Yeah. Use yeah. it in whatever way it makes whatever, sense for you whatever, at this point in time. In this point in time. And then yeah. uh, and that's yeah. where the magic happens because people become the primary person responsible for making the decisions. They're not being told what to do. They're being given the nutrients to then grow in whatever way makes sense for their life at that point in time Um, self-empowerment you know yeah and that's really that's you know i used to say the primary modality i used to treat in physical therapy practice was movement but now i really think it's empowerment yes um because if people know the basics or are given the support and so that they're confident that they can learn you know if they don't know something that's fine but if they feel confident and resourceful enough that they can learn about something to the point where they can understand it and apply it and improve it um, that is insanely powerful because then yes. people take back responsibility exactly. for their, their health, their mind, their body, their emotional health, their physical health. Um, everything is now accessible to them. It yes. doesn't mean they have it. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, no. but they have access to it. They have a road paved that they have some gu- enough guidance that it's like, okay, I know what I have to work on now. Yeah, and also knowing that that road paved has been paved many times before them and it will continue to be repaved and they're not walking it alone. Right. We're all walking that road. You yes. Know? All maybe struggle. we're walking it barefoot. Barefoot. That we, yeah, exactly. Or maybe we're walking on our hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yes, even But better. we're all walking it. That's, that's it. We're all yeah. in it together. Right. You know, we really have to understand that, you know, and it can come across woo-woo, whatever it is, but that's... That's that's the struggle that we're all in it together, you know. And, yep. and I think it's a beautiful place to be to understand that. Yeah, I yeah, agree. We, you know, we're all walking it side by side. You know, some might be ahead of others, some might be trailing a little bit, but we're all still walking that same path. Yep. Mm. And I think the people at the front that might be going faster or more ahead of other people, if you can get it so that those people are the exact people that are always open-minded to maybe pausing for five minutes waiting for the people to come up exactly saying you're you're doing an amazing job keep going you know don't compare yourself to others if is you know sharing what allowed you to be at that forward place um it's all you're right we're all in it together we all have to have like this sort of ability to frame shift from where we are based on the journey we've taken to where other people are in their journey um and just have this trickle down effect of sharing people who are more advanced sharing with people who are just starting out and everyone feeling just loved and supported that yes. yeah it's yes. it's i'm going to be on this journey yes basically forever forever it's not a rush 
as long as I'm moving forward, I should be, I'm healthy. Basically yeah. healthy is just moving forward and, and feeling confident that you're making progress in your health journey. Yes. And I think that's a big paradigm shift too. Cause then that means health is accessible to everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thanks for the chat, Alex. Awesome, I appreciate it. Thanks yes. for all your sessions this week. Yes. And I look forward to doing round three of this round next year three. and seeing <laughs> where this place has come to, you know, how the vision is progressing forward. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe at some point, at some point coming down here in the wet season where it's a different, because I can just imagine this place, you know, all the trees that have not a lot of leaves right now or the dust is like replaced by just lush green everywhere. And it's lush. probably just a completely different energy. It is. Um, Indeed. So. Yeah. You're more than welcome. You know that. Cool, man. Yeah. Thanks again. Awesome, and uh, anyway, we hope yeah. you enjoyed that conversation. You know, I think connecting with connection means a lot of we talked about the different layers connecting yeah. with self with your mind with others with the environment um i think that word connection will be unpacked a lot Love. in the future by both of us maybe it in does. different contexts it continues to unravel itself that's for sure yeah so, yeah and as your yeah. box as your mind expands with what that even means yeah um, i think it becomes the most it becomes simplified in an interesting yeah. way your understanding of what that means yeah you know? it's, i've always found that funny sometimes you go the deeper you go the simpler things yes. get and i think that's yes. a good sign that yeah, you're understanding exactly. things and right. letting go of the complexities that maybe you don't need aren't as relevant anymore yeah Amen. they're definitely not as powerful absolutely so, and anyway, i hope you enjoyed that conversation we'll catch you next week awesome brother